0: Hi, One Goal community. It's Elaine Boyd, Pelotonia's event and volunteer operations coordinator. Since 2008, Pelotonia has raised over $236 million for innovative cancer research. And thanks to our partners, 100% of those funds have gone directly to research at the James at Ohio State. Together, we will see an end to cancer. To get involved in our One Goal, visit pelotonia.org. That's pelotonia.org, or click on the link in the episode notes. This podcast is powered by Pelotonia. To learn more about our Gold 10 Cancer, visit pelotonia.org or see the link in the show notes. And there was a woman in her front yard and she didn't have bells or anything. You saw that she had was holding an IV and her head was completely bald. And you looked up and she just had a sign that said, thank
1: you. So, so that feeling, that energy, that emotion that that woman gave to you or the man who has the sign thanks to you my wife is here is what you're giving to your loved one who's sick to the nurse who's taking care of them. That's the thank you that you can give.
2: Welcome to One Goal, a podcast from Pelotonia. We're a community dedicated to funding innovative cancer research through a three-day experience of cycling and volunteering. I'm your host and Chief Operating Officer of Pelotonia, Joe Apgar. Your journey with us to the finish line begins now pelotonia is powered by an amazing community and it's through research that we will see an end to cancer we want to thank our major funding partners the american electric power foundation huntington the l brands foundation and peggy and richard santuli every year pelotonia has a unique power of igniting a giving and unifying spirit within our incredibly diverse community It also has the power of igniting new friendships and stories. This episode you're about to hear is just one of the many. Jim Coleman and Bill Zito are two different men from two different backgrounds. Jim has been involved in Pelotonia since day one. Bill's first year was in 2019. Both of them have raised a significant amount of funds for our one goal. Professionally, they are in two different worlds. Jim is in construction and Bill is in professional sports. But personally, they're both in the same role caring for their wives during their cancer journeys. Bill's wife, Julie, was diagnosed in May of 2019. Almost a year later, Jim's wife, Nancy, was as well. While well, the bonds of their friendship were formed through that experience, it's the same passionate dedication and sense of duty that cemented it. For this episode, we've asked both Jim and Bill to join us for a conversation we've titled, The Thanks You Can Give. Yeah,
0: so I, I work for... Uh... Roselli Construction, third generation construction firm, and been doing that for, uh, gosh, almost a decade now. So I rode in the very first, I'm a 12 year rider. I rode two years with the Athletic Club of Columbus, and since then have been the captain of Team Roselli. And then um, one thing I didn't mention and who I am is I'm also the original Wrangler for Girls with Gears. So when they started their grassroots group, I was training them.
1: I'm the associate general manager of the Columbus Blue Jackets. Uh, this is my seventh season here. Prior to working uh, uh, with the Blue Jackets, I was I was an agent primarily in ice hockey uh, for 22 years and uh, operated mostly out of Chicago, Illinois.
2: Um, and Bill, so you uh, you're you're relatively newer to the Peltoni community. Um, you know, obviously, you are. Uh, you're part of the athletic world uh, working with the blue jackets and you know just curious how you came to learn about pelotonia in the first place
1: well you need a little context too um, we had lost julie's mom to leukemia i had lost my sister maggie just previously in january she had passed away from sepsis as the result of a heart transplant um, and kidney transplant, but it was really brought on, but she had bouts over over a significant period of time with three different cancers. A wow. uh, Hodgkin's breast and, and uh, pancreatic, and, and actually um, beat them all. The, the day that Julie was diagnosed, my mom was diagnosed two days later so we had a little bit of experience as a family and julie was in chemo in the spielman and i was just looking at the the pelotonia uh, kind of learning a little bit more and thinking what can i do and you're there as a as a spouse and as a caregiver trying to figure out what can i do Um, and you can you can love your spouse and you can be there for her or him and do all the things that you know that you need to do as a caregiver, but it's hard to go that extra mile. There's just nothing to do. I mean, you get warm blankets, and you, you, know, you can hear, "Honey, here's a drink." And um, but the, you know, she's got a needle in her arm, and she's lying there, and there's just not. You know, you want to do something, and that was really what provoked me. And I mean, that that was it. That was the. The overriding motivation behind uh, becoming involved. Then, when you you learn a little bit more about what it is, um, it it becomes so much more than that. Um, where it's 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 a way to you know we were talking the other day. It's a way to. St- to, to show I love you it's a way to show I thank you to the doctors it's a way to to show that um Sabrina, the nurse who's there every single week thank you is a you know you can say thank you you could buy someone a Starbucks you know but you and you bring it back to the to the floor but but I'm gonna go I don't know if I can finish 100 miles. I don't know if I can ride 10 miles. look at me <laughs> but I'm gonna. And I may have to walk. I'll do it. Um, and I'll do whatever I can. And and that, you know, in, in some ways too, it's like almost selfish because now it's this gift that Pelotonia gives to me to be able to do something because without it, what can I do?
2: So, yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. I, th- you know, I think, uh you described it really well, which is, you know, it's the thing that you can do. And, you know, I know Jim, I know you, I think your son Declan probably still holds the record as the youngest virtual rider to have ever signed up uh, for Pelotonia. Yeah. Um, so he's, he's obviously been along for yeah. the ride at, at sort of almost every minute of his life, but can you just describe and share what it's been like to have him along your journey
0: I had ridden I think five or six pelotonias um and they were wonderful and and, and great and then Declan was born January uh 16th 2014 in the middle of a polar vortex and he was six and a half six weeks premature you have no idea what's going on and, and this four pound thing is sitting with here and he's hooked to a machine and and all the the, the things that scare the crap out of you and we were just sitting there, and I had my laptop open, and I said, oh, I'm going to register him as a virtual rider. And I think back then, Pelotonia, you, you registered at the beginning of the year. So at 35 hours old, um, he became the youngest virtual rider in Pelotonia history.
2: You know, I know, Jim, you've transitioned really from being everybody's, uh, everybody's friend, uh, everybody's sort of cancer warrior to, um, you know, you've, you've got a battle in your family you're taking on right now.
0: Everybody knows my involvement of Pelotonia and my love of it and been very supportive and um, through the years. So now all of a sudden um, I'm sharing with people how this is affecting me. And I I, I think sometimes I had an arrogance that, you know, I, I thought I was, was building up karma by raising all this money and riding all these miles that like cancer couldn't find me. You know, I made a comment, I said, I rode too fast. Cancer will never catch me. And uh, that's come back to bite me. My journey um, started when my father-in-law was diagnosed. And then um, after my wife, when she had her birthday, um, the next day um, we got the call and um, it was cancer. Uh, multiple myeloma. Um, there were no symptoms. I mean, a little high protein and she was a little tired. Um, and and I, I have to say thank you to her, her general practitioner because Dr. Roscoe at the James, what she first told us, she said, I don't know how your doctor found this. Um, Dr. Roscoe is one of the leading doctors in this field. She goes, I had to look at it three times to find it. So by some miracle, somebody was looking right at it and found it, and it was hard to believe because traditionally the myelomas and highest risk group is I think is African American males over the age of sixty. Um, you have to go out, be involved in it, to go find women, young women or young men who have this um, horrible disease. So the journey started also in the beginning of the uh, coronavirus. So um, I haven't been to the James with my wife and uh, you you drop your wife off at a cancer center, like you're dropping her off at a mall and you drive away. And that's not what's happening, but that's what's going through your head. I have no idea um, if I'm going to be there for her surgeries. And that's where we are. We're just getting ready for the worst to come and, and then the best to come after that. Nope, no, stick your head in. Bye. Sorry to run, the. She's off to the James. She's giggling on her way to the James to get treatment for myeloma. She's a warrior.
1: Um, That's amazing. And Jim, <laughs> if it makes you feel any better, the surgeries are way Easier to not be there than the chemo's because you're not in them anyway.
0: Thank you, Bill. I appreciate that.
1: Yeah, you're welcome. (laughs) I'm a I'm a rookie. Yeah, well, you're not.
2: (laughs) Bill, you know, as you think about you know being the husband of of someone going through treatment and being a caretaker, you know. I think Pelotonia was a big outlet for you, but, you know, what would you tell people or what advice would you give to, to people who are, you know, like Jim, sitting in the shoes that you were in, which is being, you know, a, a primary caretaker for, you know, the person you love most in the world and having to, you know, be along this journey. What do you tell people uh, when you get asked or what do you share with them?
1: Well, I think first to have faith, right that it's going to be all right. Um I guess you never really know. And to get past get past the drama quick because it doesn't serve you well. Um it's it's okay like of course it's it's a gut punch but you know in our case we we moved on and moved past it and you deal with what you need to deal with and I think that's the healthiest way and the kids are paramount. If you have children, that that's the that was our focus. That's what um, Jules knew. She knew what she had to do. She's far stronger than than me. Um, and I guess I, I, my encouragement is to to help help your spouse or or your loved one with what they need to focus on. Enable them to do what you do whatever you can to help them help themselves. And then and then help the kids as much as you can. That's that's the important part for me.
2: Yeah, I think that's great advice.
0: It's the advice Bill gave me when I uh, my very first phone call with him.
1: And I'm yep. by no means an expert. I mean it. It. I mean it's been a lot, but. Um,
2: yeah, I think you know, it's my, one of the things you don't I, want to be an expert on, and no. but but hearing people and, you know, it's one of those things where you, you take the advice when people give it to you because it's. You know, it's uncharted territory most of the time when you get into it. And to hear one other person talk about something similar is I've found just as a survivor and, and also, you know, my sister's had cancer. Um, you just got to listen and reach out to people because I mean that's really all you have at that point. Um, and you just got to learn as much as you can. So I think it's great advice. You're both taking something, you know, so personal, um, you know, with, with your wife's diagnosis. And and it makes its way into the professional world, right? Just whether through conversation, through asking people for money, um, you know, everybody in your professional networks knows you're doing this. And how has that been um, how's that been received? How have you seen that sort of reach people that you never thought it would reach? Or have you had people share stories that you never thought, you know, anyone would share in the professional world, in your professional setting?
0: The clients, uh, have been unbelievable. Um, my teammates, my company, the silly family, um, personally, um, it, it, it's really amazing. And I think the other thing that that I'm building two very large churches right now. Our company is, and they're they're my clients. Um, and out of nowhere, the the head pastors have reached out and said, "We're praying for you." Um, and every every time I walk into a meeting, they wait till the very end, they pull me aside, say, "How are things going?" Um, and and that has been, I mean, I'm not members of their their church, um, and and that's what's really been incredible. And then also the people you know, who are strangers like, you know, Bill and other people that, you know, very busy with their lives, very busy dealing with this disease, very busy with their families, you know, will take the time um, to give me really some some hope and some confidence. During this virus, you, you, every now and then you lose faith in the human race, the Yes, yeah, they behaving. And uh, all it takes is one, one Pelotonia Friend to uh, put it all back into perspective.
2: Yeah, it's amazing. What about you, Bill? How has is, how is the you just you sharing your story um, made its way into your professional world?
1: I didn't want to share it um, when I started out. I was hoping to to do my fundraising with my friends and my family. And uh, one of, one of the one of our players, Nick Foligno, lost his mom to breast cancer. And he encouraged me to, to go public with the story um, because he thought that the end result would, would increase the, fundrais- the fundraising and the awareness and that's the goal. So I did it and I, I, I sat with uh, Aaron Portsline and Allison Lucan, yeah. uh, two, two uh, local sports writers, uh, pretty significant talents. And they both encouraged me to do it as well. And Aaron Portsline had written an article and that really sort of expanded it in the hockey community. And after that the the donations, the funding was, was extraordinary. but just as extraordinary as the giving was was, was the notes and the support that I received um, even from people I didn't think like me. Maybe there were some agents <laughs> that you had had some contract negotiation struggles with. and they I mean they, they wrote a kind note and you know a gracious a gracious text or something and I was, wow. Um, and people would share their stories and what have you. Um, I, I I definitely don't want to be the cancer guy, but I certainly want to be the Pelotonia guy.
2: Yeah. I think that's really well said. You know, when I was going through my personal, uh, you know, cancer diagnosis, and I remember thinking the same thing. I, you know, I wanted to be really private about it and not, not share it. And, you know, someone told me, they said, when you share it, you will be shocked at what people share with you. And what I found was that, I mean, almost everyone in my life had been impacted by cancer in some way. You know, it was their, their parents or a sibling or a grandparent. Um, and I even met people who themselves, you know, my, my principal at my school, uh, my high school, had the same cancer I had when he was my age. N- no one ever knew about it. Um, until you start sharing. and I, th- I think it's just just generosity and story and, and you know connecting with people. Um, it just goes a long way and I think builds really powerful, powerful connections. What surprised you the most as you started sharing your story and, and the fact that you were doing Palatania for the first time?
1: Everyone thought I was nuts. <laughs> I mean, if you if you haven't seen me yet, again, this this body was not made to ride a bike. Um, and in fact, the, but it, 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 this kind of I'll preface the, the story about my family. When I, I, I went to Trek, I bought the bike and the guy who sold me the bike, Jordan, who's become a very good friend of mine, ended up he also rode with me. And helped oh, me awesome. and took me out and said, listen, if you're going to do this, I'll sell you the bike and kept checking in. Are you okay? What do you need? Yeah. I mean, my family was so, I think Julie knew that I needed to do this and she, it was something for everybody to focus on. It was fun. Um, it was a little silly, you know, is, is daddy really going to do this? And I, I was really, really, really scared that I wasn't going to be able to finish. And then I had also foolishly said, "Well, what's what's the fundraising record? I want to break that." The kid, the kids were all in, and um, that was really fun for them to have. You know, it was an event. It was something positive. It was something in this in this time of we were we were scared. Yeah, you know, absolutely. We, um, I didn't. You couldn't really say it. And, and we didn't I didn't really talk about it in front of the kids. But um, so it was a almost a celebration. It was something to look forward to. Um, my, my parents were able to come. My mom came, um, we, you know, we went to the event, uh, you know, friends came over. We it was a party at our house afterwards. So it was it was it was it was a great bringing event to bring people together. Um, sort of a celebration of love, I guess.
2: Bill said moments ago that his goal was to break the individual fundraising record, and he did just that. With 396 donations coming in from 24 states and three countries, he raised a historic total of $160,098.18. Over the past several years, the individual fundraising record of close to $100,000 was a battle between two of our amazing community members, Michael Schoen and Michael Gartner. We're excited to see who can come out on top this year. We are so grateful for this and all the inspiring dedication that our community shows each year. Another way riders and Pelotons display their passion is through their jerseys. Well, every dollar he raised and mile he biked was important. The Jersey bill wore carried a great amount of depth and meaning.
1: Actually, my daughter, Frankie designed it. Um, oh, she awesome. had designed, she designed the arrow. It's, it's a little, it's a rainbow, but it's the colors of the respective cancers of people in our lives that that we were the kids kind of decided who i was riding for other than mom but we had my mom julie julie's mom uh, my college roommate um, mr kudart who we lost about a month ago who was the husband of frankie's second grade teacher frankie went and made arrows for everybody and those are on the back and then we sold sponsorships and she placed the sponsors around. She chose pink for breast cancer. It was hard because we had to go in, and she went in and she got the um, the Pantone colors uh-huh. and sent them off. And um, then, you know, we were in the hospital, and uh, I was trying to find sponsors. And Julie was doing the scalp cooling, and so we, I I looked in the back of the scalp cooling thing. There's an eight hundred number for Paxman. And I said, "Well, these guys should out. They should, they should be all over this." So I called it. Sure enough, no problem. We're in. It was awesome.
2: That's cool. Yeah,
1: they were great. They were. Um, yeah, that's a great idea. We'd love to support it. So, the, so kind of neat how everybody sort of just came together and. Yeah. One of the most
0: fun things about this whole thing is when the jerseys start popping up. When you're on a training ride or or you're uh, pedal for Pete. Um, as a ride a couple weeks before Pelotonia, a lot of people use yep. as a let, last training ride. Bill, if you haven't done that, it's a great flat course.
2: Um, it's like the Pelotonia warm up for a lot of people. Oh, really?
1: There's yeah. one. There's one someone was telling me about that you ride like 15 miles and you hit a graders, and then you go again and there's another graders. <laughs> that and sounds I do, amazing. I do 500 on that one. <laughs>
2: Before we finish up, uh, and I know this is this is going to be difficult uh, uh, to do this, but if you could sum up Pelotonia and the Pelotonia experience in a couple sentences, how would you do it?
1: How about I can describe what I can't say? That's the best way that I... The Pelotonia experience is, okay, I'm trying to find the words to describe something That allows you to express your love, your appreciation, your thankfulness in a selfless, selfish, at the same time, positive, exciting, reflective, graceful, fun, real, really sincerely fun manner. And at the same time generate a significant amount of money for a vital cause that don't forget. And I'm going to, I'm going to go off on a tangent here. Oh, it works by the way. So whatever money we give to the researchers, it'll work. Like it it might not work a hundred percent. Some of the cancers we're experiencing today, we will not be experiencing five years from now. Yep. Someone will be cured by the funds that we raise. Yeah. Okay. So our children, okay, is who we're riding for. Well, there you go. Go get on a bike. That's all, that's all the motivation you need. Um, I think what Pelotonia does is it makes a cure
0: possible. For the first time, you know, 12 years ago, you believed a cure was possible.
1: When I think of the ride, I can I remember the spot where I was on the bike when I rode past the first survivor, and I saw the back of the jersey, and I thought, "Oh boy, I'm gonna break down here. This is not good." And she turned and looked at me and was like, "Hey, how's it going?" And I'm like, "Wait a minute. This is this is not supposed to be like this." The very first year,
0: there was there weren't a lot of people on the course. Um, I was in the middle of—I I don't even remember where I was. I'm sure it was 35, 40 miles in, and there was a woman in her front yard, and she didn't have bells or anything. She was she was um, in a white pajamas, and you saw that she had was holding an IV, and her head was completely bald. And you looked up. And she just had a sign that said "thank you," and we rode by, and it was it was one of those moments where you had to get everything together because you were going to crash, because she had taken, or given you something to think about that this random stranger these these bikes were riding by her house that she prou- somehow she knew it, um, and and that was that moment, and I still have that image of her, you know, through all these years there. You know, you go through Granville now, and it's like going through a stadium. I mean,
2: yeah, it's amazing. It's like you ride parade. to
0: Granville, and and the 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 bet is try not to cry. You know, don't let it take so much out of you. But you, it's like going through. I mean, I'm assuming that's what the band at Ohio State feels like when they run on, and 106,000 people go berserk. Because that's what Granville on a bicycle feels to me on
1: a Saturday
2: in August. Yeah, that's very well put. Very well put.
1: So, so that feeling, that energy, that emotion that that woman gave to you or the man who has the sign, thanks to you, my wife is here, yep. is what you're giving to your loved one who's sick, to the nurse who's taking care of them to Bill Farr that's the thank you that you can give and and that's it you you hit it you hit it so that same that same intangible emotion of 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 the tingling in your spine or when the band runs onto the field in the horseshoe that feeling that's that powerful emotion that you are giving back by doing it, by participating, by giving, by your actions. That You just, you know, thank you doesn't doesn't do the same thing, but this does it.
2: Unfortunately, just before we were about to publish this episode, we learned that Jim's father-in-law, Richard, passed away after his courageous journey with cancer. Our thoughts and prayers are with Jim and his entire family, but we would also like to take a moment to remember those who we have lost to this terrible disease, and to send our best wishes to those in treatment or about to enter treatment. Never forget, there's an entire community here fighting for you. Thanks again to Jim and Bill for taking the time to do this, and thanks to you for listening. As a cancer survivor myself, this conversation was insightful as to what my own family must have experienced during that uncertain time. Hear my journey in Season 1, Episode 4. Before we get to the preview of our next episode, we want to acknowledge our major funding partners, Peggy and Richard Santulli, the Elbrands Foundation, Huntington, and the American Electric Power Foundation. Because of them, every penny raised goes directly to innovative cancer research. Here's what's next on One Goal.
0: But the human emotional connection was almost immediate. For some reason, when I uh, met with uh, folks who work with panatonia. I, I really truly genuinely feel this is just part of my family. There's a small subset of advanced lung cancer patients treated with immunotherapy that are alive five, six, seven years later with no evidence of disease and off of therapy. And this is
2: revolutionary uh, and transformational. Just maintaining that hope, I think, is really important for patients. You've been listening to One Goal, a podcast from Pelotonia. Season two will be hosted by me, cancer survivor and chief operating officer of Pelotonia, Joe Apgar, with interview and production scheduling by our marketing and communications team duo, Emily Smith and Gabby Blauer. Produced, mixed, and sound designed at the studios of Westler Media by Vince Tornero. Additional mastering by Joey Gerwin at Orange Video. Special thank you to all of our guests for being so open and willing to share their stories. Please be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast, as that will help others hear these empowering journeys. If you're curious about joining the Pelotonia community and making an impact on cancer research, please see the link in the episode notes or visit pelotonia.org. That's pelotonia.org.